With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Dear Rio Olympic Committee, I apologize. I actually thought that I could believe Ryan Lochte. My bad. Enjoy the show. Yes! Hey, welcome back to Wisdom of the Wannabes. You got Alan. And Ryan. And uh, I think, what are we, less than 48 hours away from the first college football game of the season. And... Tomorrow night, Beardo, it is game three of the NFL preseason, which basically means it's the first real preseason game. So only, we're almost there. The first and only real preseason yes. game. Well, except if you're drafting on fantasy in our league and you pick up uh, P or whatever that guy was. That... Somebody who's somebody who's <laughs> not going to be there in two weeks. Yeah. So, um, all right. We've, you know, we've only got – Five power conferences. We're obviously going to say the Big 12 for either later this week or next week. It is time to hit um, everybody's favorite, you know, conference or your favorite punching bag, which is the SEC. Um, done. Yeah. Um, can't really take back my prediction of last year where I think I had the Aggies sneaking up to uh, – Take it over, and, well, the Crimson Tide just went out and beat the shit out of everybody. On the east side, we got some changes to get to and uh, on the coaching staff, but I'll, I'll start right there unless there's somebody you want to open. If you'd rather start west, you know, with a saving rant, you know, if you've spotted him in Austin recently, or I can go right to the volunteers. Yeah, I, yeah that's a, I think that's, a, that's the best place to start. Okay, so taking a look at the you know preseason previews, pretty much for everybody, the West is always going to be just you know stronger, just hands down. Um, Alabama, LSU, you know, maybe the Aggies, Auburn coming back, but looking at everybody jumping on Tennessee, I was just sitting there going, "There's just no way. There's absolutely no way." And then you know you take a dive into it, and you're like. Ah, this is what it is. I mean, it was they were nine and four last year. They lost very closely at Alabama. They lost very closely at Florida. They, you know, every game, that was it. Every loss they had, which was only four. Uh, loss, one, two, three. Yeah, every four. loss they had was less than a touchdown. Yes, so all close. But then the amazing thing is eighteen returners. Yeah. Just across the board. And I, you know, we always pick on Michigan State. And I will always pick on Tennessee when they matter. And this year, they do matter. And I want to sit here and say that Butch Jones and what's going to happen in, you know, in Tennessee is just not going to work. But my God, things, you know, the checkerboard end zone may be where it's decided you know, this year. Yeah. They, you know, we get to see a lot of, um, for whatever reason, cause I remember watching like two or three of these games last year. Um, 
the Oklahoma game uh, was on here. Uh, that was a great yep. game. That was a really, I really, remember. really great game. The um, and I also believe I saw the Alabama game, which was in, in Tuscaloosa. Um, yes, and, it was. And it always seems like in those games, I think I watched a, maybe a little bit of the Florida one. I remember watching them play Florida, but I didn't. I certainly didn't watch the whole thing. But I remember thinking like, like they like how they tighten up, um, like this just. I don't know what. Well, it was basically like when we were in college that they were expected to win because Peyton was there. And as soon as Peyton's, you know, spirit left, then T Martin goes in and the pressure's lifted and they nail it. And I don't think that this is a, you're not going to come out of nowhere and you're not like replacing an untouchable guy like Peyton, but man, everything is setting the table for these guys, especially when you look, at their entire schedule. Yeah, they get they they, get they have favorable. A, they have a fantastic, you know, non-conference game which, you know, just because of the redneck nature of me, uh playing at the track at in Bristol <laughs> is going to be very very interesting because I can tell you this much. There's not a single racetrack that's built to actually host no, a football game. This but this is gonna Bristol be, it's going to be a train wreck that just happens to work out. Well, you'll, I think you'll understand it once you see it, that Bristol is, is one of the smaller tracks. It can work. That's why they're doing it. But I just, you know, there's going to be some issues there. But that's a game I'd love to go to. They have to go to Georgia. You know, that could be tough. I think they've got some talent. They have to go to the Aggies. I'm really not that concerned with that Those one. are back-to-back uh, games as yes, well. Yes, that's tough. And then you're, you know, with Florida above it and Bama behind it, and then at South Carolina, at Vanderbilt. I mean, for an SEC schedule, you've got the right games to play. Those, that that four-game stretch, let me tell you something. That four-game stretch, Florida at Georgia, at A&M, Alabama, four straight weeks, no buy-in anywhere in between there. If they come out of that thing going two and two, uh, look out. Well, if they come out of it two and two, that probably means that they're pulling up second place in either, you know, in their division or maybe third. I think, you know, this is a team that is supposed to run the table there because we'll talk about, you know, Alabama in a second. But Aggies, I don't know what you're really going to see there. Georgia, um, I think they're going to ride, you know, a little bit higher than they have. Florida. Man, you know that's just that's a tough game. That co- uh, well, any year. That's and that's their Achilles heel, right? That's I mean, how long yep. has that been? I'll, Citrus and UT, yeah, you can go back. So uh, on the east side, you know, we can st- sit there. It's like, all right, I'm gonna take Tennessee number one, and I don't know if you're ready to go that far yet. But you want to hit Florida or Georgia next? Because after that, it's a fall off massively. Yeah, I, I agree. I have those two like interchangeable. I think it's two A and two B. Um, yep. You know I, that McElwain at Florida did like an unbelievable coaching job, and uh, you know should have. I, I know he got a lot of credit and he got a lot of praise. I think he should have been coach of the year uh, without question. But you know they they're just there is no identity and no cohesion you know even of the last few years the rotating coaches and systems they just they there is no foundation or anything offensively with him and you know hopefully this McElwain guy can stick around and get some and and you know kind of get get a rhythm and 
you know how it is, like get a pipeline, get a rhythm, start to get your system in. I mean, we've seen it with Charlie Strong. I mean, it was uh, in, in, in many ways a, a 180 shift. And, you know, it doesn't happen over the course of half a year or an off season. It happens over the course of three or four years. You just pray you hang on long enough to get that next round of years. Uh, yeah, but let's be honest. I mean, he had a 10-win season coming out in his first year at Florida. And it's because you've got amazing talent. And I don't think that they were expecting McIlwain to change a culture. I think they're cha- they're expecting him to redirect the talent that they have on hand. So it's a very different job than what Strong yeah, does. It, it, you know, Strong was supposed to come in and do a lot of you know, changing the inner workings of the entire program, plus win in the Big 12. Here is just, McIlwain, you knew what to do in Colorado State with, you know, second and third tier guys at best. Here's Florida. Enjoy. Yeah. And that's what he did. Well, and, and you know, you obviously Muschamp, his predecessor, was a defensive guy, and they had really good defensive players. But, you know, when they had to make the quarterback change, those – you know, closing out three really, really bad losses to end the year. And those yep. losses scored 23 combined points after putting up, you know, 25 plus, you know, six. And that's why you got seven Jack out of the Del previous Rios. nine games. Jack Del Rio's kid, I, I've read some things about him, you know, obviously because he's got to get the press as being a coach's son. Um, I want to say he's bounced around quite a bit he has, was, from high, high school and college. Yeah. I think it was like six, te- uh, six different teams he's played for between college and high yeah, school. Yeah, Between like is, his like sophomore or junior year in college of high school. And now, and that just tells me that he's a, actually it tells me he's a modern day college quarterback. If I can't play then I'm going to leave and I'm going to go find a different other, you know, another place to play. So He's been named the starter against the mighty UMass Minutemen. And, uh, you know, again, for them, they open up, they'll be 3-0 against Tennessee because it's, you know, Mass, Kentucky, and North Texas. And, you know, I can see them doing all right here. They, you know, get the Georgia game, as always, and then they got to finish up the season at Florida State. Um they're missing Alabama on here. They're missing LSU. So this is a year that they could, you know, make a move. But Florida's always going to be good. You know, you and I have sat there on, you know, weekends watching the game and just the speed and the way that these guys move to the ball or on offense, how they separate from the other guys. It's always just been enjoyable to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't dislike Florida and I, I'm, I'd like to see what they're doing. I would not be surprised to see these next this team or the next one we're talking about, you know, upset Tennessee, but I'll ride Tennessee. The one I'm going to move to now, obviously, is Georgia. Well, before you get there, Tennessee has to beat Florida. I mean, that that's. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I think their from their mental game is dependent on that. Yes, I, I I'd agree with you. Uh, considering that it's the end of September. If Tennessee doesn't do it, then, you know, you got to retrench. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they can do that. But then again, it was a senior-laden team or a, a experienced team. Yeah. Team. yeah. I think they can. And I think this is the year I heard it tonight that uh, uh, Herb Street, you know, I, I, I hadn't seen Herb Street in like eight months, I, I feel like. And then I saw him, he's like, 
we are, we already got to get ready to have two teams in the final four from the same conference. And I don't think you'll be, you know, worried about that at the end of it. I really don't. But it Tennessee better beat Gators or it's not going to come out of the East at all. Probably not. So here's the one that, you know, we, we know Mark Rick and we've always known that when expectations were down, they exceeded when they, you know, were up, they stumbled. They finally, you know, fired him after going 10 and three, which again, it's like, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't remember if this was, they didn't renew him, that they let him walk or if they canned him. I, I don't remember how that worked out, but you knew he was on the chopping block literally every year for like the last five. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, and he, you know, it's, it seems like he, you know, when the pressure is the highest is when he overachieves, but they just fall short. You know, they, they won their bowl game. They went to a pretty good bowl game there. Uh, I don't even, was he even the coach for that against Penn State? I don't remember when he went down. No. Uh, because I feel like he was already in Miami getting ready to recruit by the time that came around. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Well, regardless. I think he was. It was that team and those players that won that game. Um, yep. But, you know, he got throttled by Alabama, close loss at Tennessee, and throttled by Florida. Um, you know, but, yeah, they – I mean, this, it'll be interesting. Kirby Smart, who, like, I think we've been waiting almost a decade. Like, when's this guy going to take a head coaching gig? Um, yep. So I'll be interested to see the next few years. I, I, it looks like they got the talent to, to you know, they're, they're going to get good players. You know, Kirby Smart is a very well-known guy. He's going to go and coach here. He's going to get good players. He's going to get really good defensive players. Um, you know, went out and spent a lot of money to bring in a good offensive staff. So, you know, it sounds like he's making the smart moves. I think they can certainly compete, you know, again, like Florida, they just, they, they get this level of talent and speed. You know, the thing is, can they put it together? It's like all I just think athleticism. That, can you, can you put it together and make it jive? I think it's very much, you know, um, it's, you know, you've got to meet, you've got to beat the uh, bloodbath. Uh, that is your, your conference schedule. And again, you, you know, you're talking about spending money, you know, putting 650 a year towards an offensive line coach. You know, props to them for recognizing the line, you know, is what you live and die by. But that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that works out. You know, they, they got a pretty favorable schedule. Um, you know, they get they get an early back-to-back at Missouri at, at Ole Miss, followed by at home against Tennessee. You know, but they get they get Florida in their typical game. Where is that in Jacksonville, maybe? And they get Auburn, yep. who, you know, we'll get to them. I'm not overly worried about that. I think they have a very favorable schedule, a nice non-conference game against North Carolina. Not too tough, but a quality game. Um, I think that's that could be, you know, again, we talked about the ACC a month ago. Um, I think that could be a, a, a challenging game for these yeah, guys. Yeah, no doubt. But with eight guys coming back on offense and, you know, a new coaching staff always concerns me. But – when was the last time we saw, you know, Chubb run? Was it a year ago? Because I remember that guy, you know, being a pretty big badass. And it might have been two years ago. I think it was two years. Yeah, I, that, I think he's like, missed. He blew out and he's been on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I think it's been a while. But, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I remember he was like, he was a stud. He was really good. And, you know, if he comes back, obviously, and is able to be the same player, that'll be a really big deal. But, Again, I look at their schedule, you know, if I'm guessing, I'm saying they're going to, 
you know, the at Missouri at Ole Miss back to back, I'll get them losing one of those games. Um, and then, you know, maybe a Tennessee and then one other game they probably shouldn't lose. Uh, See, I, I got them coming out September 4-0, losing to Tennessee, and then losing to Florida. And then uh, just Georgia Tech's going to be close just because of that offense is just so wacky. Well, and it's a, it's a rivalry. Yep. All right. Wildcats. The Wildcats. Uh, I, I mean, this is Stoops last year. They got a... They uh they got a lot of offensive players coming back, so good for them. You know, but uh, your third defensive or third offensive coordinator in three seasons. Yeah, I mean, you, when you go, you're panicking. When you go a you're, strand where you lose like five straight games, like they did, or six straight games. Welcome to Texas Tech football. I mean, you you can't. And they're all good teams. You know, Auburn lost by three. Mississippi State got throttled. Tennessee got throttled. Georgia got yeah. Vanderbilt was close, but a loss. Like, come on. Um, yeah. that's, you know, again, I, I, like you mentioned the coaching changes, they've got nine offensive players coming back. Um, looks like they put, put up some decent points sometimes, but against crappy teams. Well, they got nine guys coming back on offense, right. which means they can score. But unfortunately in this conference, unlike ours, I think you need to have some defense and they have no defense Mm-mm. going back. They are very, very young. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not going to be good. So, um, moving on to that, the Tigers, which everybody seems to want to forget, won the first two, you know, Eastern Conference uh, titles when they moved over there. Yeah. But, you know, it's now, what's his name? What was that coach? God, I can't even remember. Uh, Pink, Pinkner? Yeah, or Pinkle or yeah, whatever. Pinkle. Yeah, Pinkle. Yeah. So, he's gone. And this is a team that damn near didn't play a game because of things off the field. Um, you know, you got Josh, he- Josh Heupel as O coordinator. I still think Missouri is a good team, but I think there's just so much upheaval going on that I'm not expecting a lot from them this year. No, I, I'm not either because of exactly what you said. Um uh, I will. I, I would bet money on that they're going to have uh, someone in their defensive front seven go in like the top twenty of the NFL draft next year. Um, oh, the uh, but they will. Um, they always do. They uh, yeah, their DNs and DTs are always right up there. Yeah, always really the good. So they've got eight defensive starters coming back. You know that helps. And like you said, nobody thought for a second they were going to come in and and you know do that back to back years. Um, it was kind of like a, here's a token school to make us all look smarter, um, <laughs> which is exactly what it was. Uh, you know, all of the schools in the SEC combined aren't, don't have the academics that Missouri does. But the uh, nevertheless, they certainly don't have a wonderful journalism program that you and I could never get into. Right. Uh, though they would they want us to come and teach. I got a letter to prove it. Yeah. Nevertheless, I, I think they will probably do better by a game or two than people think. Um, you know, I think they're behind Florida, Georgia, but I think they're the next team behind them. I uh, I think they go bowling this year. I, I do. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that. Only because of what I was just saying that their, their strengths are defense and that this league is defensive heavy. Um, now, South Carolina game Gamecocks with the former head coach and waiting for UT, Will Muschamp. 
I don't understand why they hired him. I really don't. I, I Unless you're just trying to go, all right, we had the ball, you know, the old ball coach, and now we have to flip from offense to defense. So that's what we're going to do in South Carolina. They are a, um, a school that shouldn't have gotten the pub that's been getting for the past decade because of Spurrier. I mean, ESPN loved them. Every season started off Thursday night. You know, that's that was the first ESPN game was South Carolina versus whatever. And I think that is now going to really, you know, the, well, I would say chickens come home to roost. I guess maybe I am with the Gamecocks. But uh, I think this is going to be another, uh, you know, implosion by Muschamp. Yeah, this is, I mean, he's walking into a horrible situation. Yes, he is. Um, you know, but, you know, and making a lot of money doing yeah, it, so I'm it, good with that. It, we know his personality. I mean, he he's coming into a tough situation. I mean, you can't. I don't care who's coming into this. You can't. You, you can't give them anything less than four years. I don't believe. Um, but the uh, they're not going to be good. They open up. They have a horrible schedule. Open up with two with back to back conference games on the road. Yep. Yeah, but look at who they're playing. It's Vandy, which you know. Uh, you, you're going to have much, much better talent than Vanderbilt. And Mississippi State is now back to Mississippi State without Dak, you know, Prescott, who has carried them, you know, two years ago, it was an entire team. Last year, it was Dak and a couple others. So now it is Mississippi State with whatever they've got, and we'll get to that in a little bit. East Carolina, great team, wants to be a Big 12. They shouldn't be. And then Kentucky, and then... I mean, they they've got a really good chance to be three and two, maybe you know, four and one, until they get to Georgia, uh, and I think that's when they start you know fighting tooth and nail. I, these guys, I, I think you know, looking at now, Muschamp will do a lot better than three and nine, which I can't believe was their record last year. But then again, I forgot the Spurrier stepped down and like. After they lost to Georgia, you know, I think they got blown out 52 to 20, and that's when he stepped down. Was that what happened? Do you remember? Yeah, I, I remember him leaving, like in the in the. Uh, I remember him leaving in in. It was real early. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two games in, like, was it that crazy? I think no. So I think he left after that uh, Georgia game. I think that that's when they beat him, you know, by thirty something points. And he's like, he threw in his visor and said, "That's it." So you know, uh, these guys are. I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to do much better than three and nine next year. I think they're also coming out of really? those first two games at best one and one, at best. Uh, you know, I, I guess I'm still looking at you know a, a name rather than the talent and you're probably right uh i i can see that that this could be a you know i'll say two and two well for the month of september well will muschamp is going to have to be a better head coach than he was at uh florida and he's going to have to get really really lucky on you know uh, uh you know he he's going to have to like get these get these kids playing probably above their way above their heads. But I, I, that, that's what I say. I look at this, I see returning starters from a, you know, bad team, I, a new coaching turnover. This guy has, 
you know, not proven that he's a great head coach. So I can't give him the benefit of the doubt yet. I want him to be successful, but I, I think they are uh, at best. They win four games next year. And then to wrap up the East uh, Vanderbilt, um, I don't care. Honestly, uh, yeah. no offense to all of our friends that have gone there, but uh, this is a team that is usually scheduled for homecoming and uh, they'll do all right. But, you know, they may see, you know, they were four and eight last year. I'll give them another win. Hey, Jay Cutler, man. Uh, yeah, uh, fantastic. Them and South Carolina are fighting for last place here in this in this division. I agree. All right. So now we move to the West and th- this is where. I'm going to pull for, you know, the guy that wants to eat the grass and, you know, the poor tiger that I think was put down. I see LSU coming out of this only because I just think that, you know, Alabama lost so many guys in the draft. Um, They're not like Ohio State uh, that way. And I know that they just reload and reload. But, you know, Derrick Henry was just such a beast last year for them. Um, I, I can see Alabama being an amazing team. I think the opening game, you know, September 3rd against USC is, I, I think they take it to USC. I really do. I, I, I feel sorry for the Trojans that they have to open against a team that just can literally outman you, out physically, you know, intimidate you across the board. And then I have to look down and say, all right, when does this like hit the skids? And it basically comes down to that game against USC if something goes fluky and then November 5th at LSU. Well, I, I think the um, – I mean, it, the, I'm going to have to see Alabama quote-unquote struggle once before I, I – you know they they've been in this situation before and seem to come out going ten and two. I think they, uh, you know, I, I think the USC game will be telling. Um, I I think USC is stock full of some wicked athletes um, that could pose problems for this Alabama defense. You know they're changing the defensive coach. Not that I expect it to be you know as much of a micromanager as Saban is. I don't expect too much of a of a change, but you know. Kirby Smart's been with this program for a long, long time. Um, so it is a change nonetheless. I look at the USC game as pivotal. I'm more interested in seeing what does USC do. I, I don't think they're going to take it to them. I think it's going to be um, – I think it's going to be pretty close. I think Alabama's. I would pick Alabama to win. Um, but if Alabama won by 20, I wouldn't be shocked. I just don't think it's going to happen. But I look at – they get Old Miss – then they get Western Kentucky at home. They go to Old Miss – um, who beat them last year in Tuscaloosa. But, you know, you mentioned the LSU game, but let me, leading up to that LSU game, all back-to-back, yep. at Arkansas, at Tennessee, Texas A&M at home, then at LSU. So, like, yep. that four games, I mean, LSU is tough, but that four-game stretch is is really tough because Arkansas and Tennessee are going to be tough, tough outs at home. No, and, you know, Pardon me for skipping the at Tennessee uh, on that one. You're absolutely right. That Tennessee game is probably, it could be a preview for the conference championship, even though I really think that, you know, it's going to come down to whoever comes out of the West is that November 5th winner. But, uh, you know, I, God, I want to say the Auburn or the, you know, whatever, Iron Bowl will be important. 
I don't think it will be. And that's not Alabama's fault. It's going to be Auburn. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be that important either. I, you know, if I'm if I'm being real, I'm I'm thinking you know Alabama goes like ten and two regular season, maybe nine that, and three. I was going to say ten wins. Yeah, 10, I see ten wins. Nine for sure, maybe ten. Um, if they went more than that, I, I'd be surprised. It's impressive. So we get to uh, uh, well. Let's just move over to Arkansas. We'll do it alphabetically. Uh, Belima, you know, I, I don't like the dude just because he and Kingsbury don't get along. But uh, I think he's, you know, still proving himself down here. And I still don't know why he left Wisconsin. But all that said, um, he doesn't have a lot coming back on offense. Got a ton on defense. So, again, a defense in this league is going to do wonders for you. But looking at their schedule, La Tech is just a uh, a scrimmage, and then that game at TCU, that's big. Yeah, that's that's, big. that's that's big boy football with another boy right, uh, or buy right behind it with Texas State, and then Texas A and M. I think uh, at Jerry World, yeah. that's a tough September. Yeah, they and they should have beaten the Aggies last year. Did they beat them last year? I think they lost. Yeah, they that lost was that was a horrible time. loss. They were like winning big time, and that that was a really that was a gut wrenching game. I remember watching that game. Yeah, these guys are. Um, I, they could have everybody coming back or nobody coming back, and I would think every single week, like everybody's going shit. This, <laughs> this is going to be tough. I think the. Um, uh, yeah, the TCU game will be very, very interesting because I think they can be competitive. I think they can give TCU some fits, and it'll be interesting for the Corn Frogs not to get into them too much. But considering what they're bringing back or lack thereof, yeah. um, that could that could form. Uh, that, I, I think that's a winnable game for Arkansas, uh, no doubt about it. You know, they they got a um, you know they got a quarterback who's got a little bit of experience, but. You know, for the most part on offense, in terms of offensive line and skill players, I mean. Well, I'm just looking at these guys. We don't know what hand they've been dealt, you know. Yes. And and besides what they're bringing back, you know, I want to say the last two years, they've been slow out of the gate. And then they turn into the team you don't want to play in November. So, you know, their back end of their schedule you know, starting October 22nd, and it's at Auburn. Then they get a bye. And then it's Florida, LSU at home, at Mississippi State, and then at Missouri. I, I think, again, they'll turn the switch. Their problem is they just haven't turned it on early, and you have to be ready to play against TCU. Well, that uh, that Toledo loss last year was just – you can't do that. And that loss against Tech, I mean, that's respectable. Uh, so good for them. Again, <laughs> that was one of those ones I was sitting there going, you're an idiot if you throw a pass. And they threw a pass. They threw quite a bit of them. So I'll stay off that one until we get to next week. But I, I like to think that the you know the Hogs defense is going to rise up and uh, – I just think that this is going to be a the West is going to be very very competitive. Yeah, uh, I do too. I think this is a I think this is an eight win team uh, at worst. Yeah, I, I think they're going to toe the line and do eight again. I, I'd agree with you. Moving on to Auburn, I think this is it for uh, you know this is a make it or break it year for Malzahn and. Um, 
we know how much Auburn really, truly respects coaches and never, ever tries to interview a coach prior to letting someone go. Um, yeah, I, I just I think that they have got a problem. And I'll tell you this, the biggest problem I've had and everybody can watch it that has Netflix. You can watch their quarterback, uh, John Franklin, the third. He's uh, coming out at Juco and you can start watching this thing and I'm trying to think the name of it off the top of my head, but it's, it's an awesome um, program that they just started about some, you know, Eastern Mississippi community college. It's basically a pipeline for kids to go back to the sec. And the guy looks fantastic, except when he actually has to throw to a particular spot, he's great at kind of the uh, breakdown plays, if you will. Mm-hmm. The Johnny Manziel plays, the Tony Romo type plays. Um, he's got an arm, he's got legs, but like trying to read a defense and putting it where it needs to be just hasn't quite been there. I was really fired up with, on him on episode one, and now I'm to the fourth of six episodes. I'm like, that kid shouldn't be anywhere. And by the way, he's not going to class. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but regardless... <laughs> He's got talent. It's just how Gus uses him. And I think Gus's system is made for a talent like this. You could see him do exactly – you can see him doing what Cam did, or you can see him just imploding, you know, just because he can't get the ball out. So they just play him as a running quarterback the entire time, which I think you guys in Austin have probably seen that a time or two. Yeah, it will either work really well or not at all. The – um I, they're gonna, their September sucks. They're going to get worked by Clemson. Like, yep. They're going to get worked. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he's that. You know, Malzahn's done this before. You know, he's he's kind of pulled a rabbit out of the hat before. And you know, like you were saying, this guy. Might- he's a true. You know, I, I almost say a quarterback guru. He is an offensive guru. Yeah. He really knows how to do it, just like Bryles, like Leach, like everybody else he knows how to make, you know, the system work. And, you know, when you only have to read two guys and make a choice between one or two or run, that's going to help. But, um, I don't know. I mean, they just, they've been struggling for a while and, you know, I think this is the end of it for Gus if it doesn't come together. Yeah, I agree. I, I think this is another 500 year maybe. And they, you know, and he's, he's probably out. So my, my concern for his, you know, real, well, actually, uh, for his family and everybody else, is that September schedule, Clemson, Arkansas State, which we know is terrible, um, then the Aggies and LSU. Now, all of those are at home. They don't leave that. They don't leave, un- they don't leave Auburn until October 8th is their first away game. How did that happen? Uh, because I guess Gus must have paid somebody off. I can't believe they're – I mean, the, the Clemson game, we know, but the Ags and LSU getting there – uh, I think I know I've seen LSU's defense and they're going to kill these guys. Aggies we'll get to in a moment, but um, they were seven to six last year. I think they will struggle to get to six this year. Yeah, I agree. 500 at best. Yep. All right. LSU do not throw a pass pound the ball. And I've never been more disappointed in a game 
actually, I mean, many uh, BCS title games I think we watched that were built up because they had to be built up, and we kind of got let down. But that game, November 7th against Bama, I mean, I, I just remember sitting there, you know, opening weekend, of, you know, gun season, and just watching them not be able to run the ball at all. Yeah. And that was at home. I, I just – or no, no, I'm sorry. That was at Alabama. And they just got rolled. So now you've got Fournette coming back, which if you haven't tuned into ESPN somehow in the past week and a half, they're doing about a feature a hour on Fournette. I mean, it's just blowing up, you know, their SEC network and their coverage of football. That kid is good. That kid is amazingly good. Mm -hmm. Brandon Harris coming back. I mean – if Les doesn't win with this, and this is the other thing that I want to talk about, is that Les Miles was almost fired by the end of last year. And then, you know, he beats the Aggies. And then he stomps Tech again. Every single person that plays Tech should never throw a pass. And they didn't. They kicked their ass by running up. You know, they got six-something yards on them. A play. <laughs> this is a uh, a deal where now I saw some yesterday that the top twenty coaches in college football is Les Miles. I'm not going to argue that he's a top twenty coach, but do you think that you know with the, if they lose to Wisconsin somehow, he's not automatically going to be fired? And if he loses at at Auburn or at Florida, I mean this guy is one loss away from getting canned. Well, I don't think that's true. I think because he could lose to Wisconsin and he could still go and win the SEC West and win the SEC and go to the college football playoff. I think he's, he's going to play out to – I mean, if they somehow like head into you know the last three weeks of the year and they've like won two games, then, yeah, they're probably going to fire him. But they um, – I, I don't think they're going to fire him before the end of the year. But I do think that it's a – Hey, getting second place in your division because you couldn't get over the Ar- uh, Alabama hump, or you know, insert some other weird game here that they lose. Like then that's, I mean, because at the end of the day, it comes, it's going to come down to one way or another. What do you do against Alabama? So he has to run the field, and Alabama is his deciding game. Yeah, if he's, he's if if he's competitive and loses again, and we've seen this, you know, year in year out, that's. Uh, a field goal here, or safety there, whatever else. His job is dependent on that game on November 5th because you can't bring back eight guys on offense and 10 on defense and have a Heisman. I mean, literally, I think when the first Heisman comes out, unless he blows something out between when, when we record that and the release, Fournette should be at the top of it. Yeah, you know, you're just gonna load up and go to town on these guys. So, well, here's I, I have a theory, and we'll get to it later when we get to the end of this discussion because they tie together. But um, if uh, I agree, he's got to win. He's got to win the division and go to the conference championship game and probably win that. But anyway, I've got a theory about if he doesn't do that, what's going to happen? But I'll hold that for later. So let's move on. Because right, I, I I, now, no, no. Now you've teased it, and I want to hear it. I think they're uh, going to win the division. First off, let me throw that out right. there. I'm picking yeah. them to win that division. Um, and I believe that if he doesn't win the division, if he doesn't you know, do whatever needs to get done, he's going to be let go. And uh, you might see Kevin Sumlin in that role. Really? I'm just – Wow. If they did that, 
If I was Texas A&M, I would hire less in a heartbeat. God, they would sure fit each other so well, wouldn't they? Oh, I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. All right. Moving on, moving on. Going across the state line to Ole Miss. Um, yeah, so they've got a great quarterback in, you know, Jim Kelly's son, which, by the way, is the – he also went to that JUCO I was talking about on that Netflix show. Um you know, 4,000 yards and 31 touchdowns. You got a stud quarterback in any conference that gives you a leg up. My main thing for them is the fact of what happened during the draft and the ongoing investigations. The NCAA is slower than molasses. You have no idea when it's going to drop, but if it does drop during this, I'm kind of curious to see what happens to them. Um, but the game against Florida State, I, I really believe Florida State rolls them. I think so too. I mean, I, I, I think I think Woford gets absolutely annihilated because it's Woford, and I have no idea where they are. But their September, I mean, Florida State, Woford, Alabama, Georgia, Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something, dude. It, it if you look at these schedules in thirds, like what does September, what does October, yep. what November look like? Usually, people, most teams will have like, golly, their October is brutal. These guys have all three of those are terrible. September, they get Florida State, Bama, Georgia. October, they go back-to-back at LSU, at Arkansas, Auburn at home. And then in November, two Aggies. I mean, the the November isn't terrible, but you still have back-to-back. November, they're warming up for whatever third-tier bowl game they may be. Right, I'm just saying back-to-back road games in November matters in college football. Uh, you're right. You're right. They're beat up by then, yeah. and I'm trying to see. So they got the, their buys between Memphis and Mar- and Arkansas. So they got to run the table after October 15th. Um, look, uh, they got five coming back on each side of the ball. They got a good Q quarterback. Freeze, you know, like you said, and they have, they have a fantastic quarterback. Yeah, they got they're thin on receiver. Um, you know, thin at running back in terms of experience. I, you know, but you know, when, when you have, as we've seen, if you have a really good quarterback, you know, stuff, it, it tends to work out pretty well for you. Well, and also, I mean, and this is the first time we really focused on it in this entire, you know, segment, but their returning on defense is, you know, their secondary is really, really strong. Yeah. So I, in this one side of the sec, I don't know how much that helps you. I rather have, you know, safeties coming back than cornerbacks. But then again, if you can shut a guy down, you might as well do it. Yeah. And on their line, it's just two book defensive ends. So that, you know, you got at least pass rushing experience that if I remember correctly, were pretty good last year. Yep. Uh, until the gas mask bong showed up yeah. during well. draft night. Whoops. All right. So uh, Mississippi state bulldogs, you know, Dan Mullen's a great, middle tier coach i think he, he just wants to be a college coach i don't know if he does it the right way or the wrong way but you know 55 and 35 over seven years in mississippi state you're getting a lot of talent but you're picking off talent from after everybody's been passed over by pretty much everybody else in the sec I can't, outside of vanderbilt i can't believe they um he's been there that long I can't either. Uh, and I think it's going to change over time. You know, I think for whatever reason, I feel like Ole Miss and Mississippi State has had 
coaches a lot longer than everybody else because for whatever reason they're more patient or what I, I don't know um i'm kind of curious to see what these guys do i think that as we've been watching it the past two weeks on you know the cowboys you know preseason game dak prescott was just an amazing quarterback yeah and you know back to what we we're saying about Ole miss great quarterbacks just you can ride them like there's no tomorrow and not having them, not having him there is going to hurt. And back to your breaking up the schedule in threes, you know, they'll kill South Alabama, South Carolina is going to be a battle for them and going to LSU. They're going to get slaughtered. Probably, probably. I mean, stranger things have happened in this division. But, yeah, you're you're probably right. That, that, that's not anything strange is going to happen. Yeah, I, I think, too, they got, you know. It may, it may be strange because they cover the spread. That's about it. Yeah, I, I think they will be a middle of the road, like a tough team. Like, you know, if you're playing them at a conference, like, oh, that's kind of a tough, you know, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I don't think- See, I don't think that's my deal with these guys is, you know, I think they are one of those cyclical, cyclical teams. Every three to four years, you know, they kind of come up and then they go back down. Yeah. This is going to be a Mississippi State that goes back down and, you know, is going to be hovering. It's not going to be nine and four. I'll tell you that. Well, much. if you look on I their think it's seven wins, it, you're, you're right. If you look on their two deep roster, there's a whole lot of seniors. So you get you got you don't have people like jumping you know like you said it's another tier of players but they're still really good you're playing division one football you're still really good um but you know they're staying four years so you know you get every three or four years like you said you get an opportunity where you know it comes together get your ass beat by alabama four years in a row yeah so but anyway they 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 are uh, they'll probably win a game they shouldn't but they're a 500 ball club maybe worse all right so uh your future coach of the Auburn Tigers is Kevin Sumlin. I said LSU and, Tigers, not Auburn Tigers. Oh, sorry. Sorry, LSU. Um, my God, going from what he opened with and what Cliff opened with to where they are now, it's just uh, it's a little humorous to me. Uh, I'm sure you enjoy the hell out of it. Well, I mean, they opened up SEC play in a way that no one imagined. And reality came back to bite them in the ass. Yeah, they, um, they, you know, obviously they, they win the games they're supposed to. And they, and they, they've, you know, the, the thing about them is they've, it, it almost reminds me a little bit as it pains me to say this of Texas, you know, in the, in the, in some of the, the beefy, beefier years of the Mac Brown years where, you know, you're winning 10, 11 games a year, but you're losing to Oklahoma. So you can't even play for a conference title. Right. Um, and these guys are, you know, the same way where like you're winning all these games, but you know, you're losing to the premier teams in your conference in your division. You're losing to them every single year. I think the natives are getting restless with Kevin Sumlin. I think, you know, kind of back to my LSU thing. I, I think there's like this, uh, it's not a triangle. It's like a quadrangle. If that's I'm making words up now of the uh, no no quadrangle exists. It's a Tom Herman, uh, Les Miles, Charlie Strong, Kevin Sumlin thing going on where there's going to be movement somewhere amongst those four coaches. 
And I think any movement amongst those four affects the other ones. I think uh, Charlie Strong has just as much chance of being gone as Kevin Sumlin does. Um, but nevertheless, I, I don't. I, it's hard to put any faith in the Aggies. I know they have a lot of talent. Uh, Trevor Knight, I still can't believe that this is a guy that we're talking about who had yep. one really good bowl game uh, in a game that Alabama wanted no part of. Um, a really good bowl game, and then got beat out by a transfer, an un un scholarship play. Transfer. Oh God, no! It's is a guy that decided to go there because he knew that he could leave if he didn't want one. But Baker was, you know, Baker's a good quarterback. No, he is a good quarterback, and I'm just saying that he he's really. I I I don't mean to say that like he's bad. I mean to say it like. He got beat out by another stud. You're, yeah. I understand. Yeah, he, he couldn't. Yeah, you're right. This got transferred in not, like three weeks. He was like, no, nobody yep. ever, no, nobody gave a shit about him. My, my point is, is that I, I still don't know how good Trevor Knight is. And he might be good. This is like the fourth quarterback, fourth starting quarterback in as many years for the Aggies. He might be great. He might not be. He's really got some good receivers around him. I know that. But. You know, I, I I don't know. They could they could win nine games. They could go five hundred. I wouldn't be shocked. I think they're you know I think they're a bowl team, but I don't think they are. Oh, they're definitely a bowl. They're team. not going to compete yeah. for this division again. And I just don't know if Kevin Sumlin's going to keep his job at seven and five. Well, as I will be taking my boys to the game after my birthday to see them play the other Aggies, New Mexico State. Uh, I know that they will roll that team, and so that will be an enjoyable experience for everybody going down, maybe except for me. But um, looking at the rest of this is, you know, they their schedule is it's not like you were saying it, it unbeatable. Uh, you know, like they get uh, Prairie View in there, they get UTSA at the end, they get New they have a lot of built-in bye weeks yeah, they into do. the schedule, which really really helps them because. It allows you the chance that if if Trevor doesn't work, you can pull him. If he does and somebody gets hurt, you can retrain him. I mean, it's well, they they sure as hell are. I I think eight and five, which is last year's record, is going to be good. God, internally, if they can get to that, they'd be thrilled. Well, but I think if you're thrilled to get to that internally, then they're probably going to fire their coach. Um, I, I I don't know. We'll see what happens. I guess it depends on who that eight wins are, are against. Well, because they're not going to beat Bama. Probably not in Tuscaloosa. I don't think they're going to beat Tennessee at home. If they beat Tennessee at home, then he's safe. I'm trying to think of like last year. You know, Strong beat Oklahoma, and he beat an up and coming non indicted Baylor program on their four string quarterback. The the Oklahoma game saved Strong. Yeah. Let's be honest. So if you can beat Arkansas for whatever reason, I still think that's close, and that's at Jerry World. Bama is going to be your biggest one. Tennessee is your other. After that, you know, I think LSU rolls them on the 24th, and that's the thing that they have to be prepared for is, like, can you withstain losing um, to LSU by 20 something points because I can see them easily doing that to them. Well, I, I think the, uh, I, I, you know, and it's tough to say, you know, that I would agree with you, all things being equal, but you know, it's tough to say like how many of these people players that we've talked about tonight are going to be hurt um, yep. or benched. 
you know, I think I see a potential for, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six losses in there. I see potential for. I'm not saying they're going to happen. I think uh, UCLA is a potential loss. Mm-hmm. I think uh, at uh, the Arkansas game is a potential loss. I think the Tennessee game is a potential loss at Alabama, Ole Miss, LSU. I think those are all games that they could lose and likely will lose most of them. I'll give them five. I'm going to say seven and five. I'm, they're going to lose. I'm going to say seven and five. Well, that is uh, pretty much – I'm going to agree with you. I mean, it, it's going to be a, a down year for the Ags. I think they all know that. Uh, so can, I guess if their defense can pull it together, um, which they, you know, I guess did so, towards the end of last year, um, they, you know, they can, you know, beaten losing to LSU, but only giving up 19 points, you know, granted, I, I don't, you know, LSU's offense was handed to Fournette or we don't know what to do. Um, but I think the, if that comes together, it could be a different ball game. I just can't say that I have faith in Kevin Sumlin that they're going to take the next step because he hasn't yet. So why would he now? Yeah, I'm really curious to see what happens with this because, you know, I really liked where they were going and um, they just have fallen right off the face of the earth. So um, anyways, so coming out of this at the end of the day, December the 8th is going to be, you know, I guess the conference championship. So. Is Tennessee going to be playing the Tide or the Tigers, in your opinion? Uh, I think, uh, I mean, if I'm picking, I'm thinking um, the Tigers. I, I believe in the, I, I think Tennessee is coming out of the East um, just because of, man, it, it just, when you look at it, even though you have doubts, when you look at how things are fall together for them this year, um, you know, I, I think it's, you, you can't look past that. Um, so that's why I'm taking Tennessee talent wise, experience wise, hunger wise in the West. I think the, um, because, uh, I have to go with LSU. I'm hoping that, uh, less miles sort of builds on that momentum that the team played for him last year. Um, so I, I I'm going to go with that. They got a Heisman, uh, candidate that we know for sure is I'm going to go LSU Tennessee. All right. I agree with that one. So, um, as always, it's always fun to, you know, get past the SEC because it's so many teams. Well, sometimes you're let down by promises from others, and tonight you're going to be let down by us. Uh, we're going to hit the NFC South and a couple of other divisions of the NFL later on, but we've gone way, way too long with the SEC. So, as always, thanks for tuning in. Next week, for sure, we have to finish with the Big 12. We got some big games next week that we got hit. We got him early before we all leave town. Yeah, I guess it's already here, isn't it? Yeah, thank God it is. All right. Well, thanks again for tuning in, and we'll be back uh, next week at the latest. Peace out. Post game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it. <laughs>